You're listening to the Brand Builders Love Podcast, episode 117. Welcome to the Brand Builders Lab podcast. I'm your host, Suze Chadwick, founder, author, speaker, and bold branding and business coach. Right here on this podcast, you'll learn how to create an epic brand, profitable business, get marketing savvy, and we'll help you find the confidence to step up as the CEO to scale and grow. Ready? Let's go. Hey, hey, welcome back to the podcast. It is awesome to have you here. Now, today I'm doing something a little bit different. I have recently run a couple of webinars, which I have mentioned before, and I thought, you know, something I've had such great feedback on the webinars that I wanted to share it here on the podcast. So this is a recording of the live webinar that I ran sort of a week or two ago. So I'll be responding to questions as they come through in the chat uh, that you'll hear as well. And if you've got any questions about anything that I talk about in this live workshop, you can always send me a DM at Suze Chadwick. So something a little bit different, which is always good. But hey, very exciting. This podcast goes live on the 23rd of July, 2020. And Brand Builders Academy doors close tomorrow, which is the 24th of July. So if you are listening to this in real time, you still have time to get in and join this live round, which will be the last live round for 2020. So if you're looking to create the systems, strategies and structure to be able to scale your business, then now's the time to jump in. All you have to do is go to suzechadwick.com forward slash BBA and you can either pay in full or you can use a payment plan, whatever works for you check out all the bonuses but it means that we will be working together in the live coaching round over the next eight weeks which I would love to do once again if you've got any questions you can always send me a dm on instagram but without further ado let's dive into this week's episode But what I'm going to share with you today are five strategies that I believe will support you to build a profitable business without the burnout. So share what you spend most of your time on right now in your business. Yeah. So what exactly are you spending most of your time on? Right now, maybe you're trading hours for dollars and you're not sure how to scale so that you can earn more without working. Yeah, all the time, which is what burnout really kind of eventuates or comes from. Maybe the right clients aren't finding you and engaging with you, so it feels really hard. So you've got people coming to you and maybe they're not willing to pay for what you do. Maybe they don't value what you do. Maybe they're high maintenance. Maybe you need a lot of them in order to make the money you really want. Maybe you don't have a clear offering so that people aren't sure exactly how they can work with you and how they can and how they can give you their money. And can I just tell you, this is something that I have seen so much of is where I've gone to try and work with somebody and I can't figure out exactly like what it is that they do or what they offer or how much they cost. And and so I just kind of click away. And so it's not only having a really clear offering, it's also about communicating that offering in the right way too. Or maybe you're not spending time on the right things that make the biggest difference as well. 
But hey, that's okay. You are in the right place if that's how you're feeling. So let's just go over quickly to the chat. Ingrid, promoting on social, digital marketing for Priya, getting content out online and the behind the scenes stuff. Social media, behind the scenes, social and procrastinating, <laughs> procrastinating about content. Oh my gosh, this I know that this is a big one. Uh, combination of weaving, I'm a tapestry weaver and content planning, studying to become a counsellor admin emails from travel management business, uh, trying to get a new business up and started. Okay. So when I asked this question at the other live workshop, basically 90% of people were like content, content creation. And so the thing is, is the question that I really want to ask you is, are you seeing the results that you want from the time that you're spending creating all of this content? Because I feel like 90% of people that I am speaking to are like, I'm doing content creation, content creation, content creation. Is it converting into clients? Is it getting you the results that you want? So we're going to be talking about that today as well. Yeah. Beverly, everything as I'm a sole trader and do most things myself. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Not enough. So not enough results, Vicky. Uh, yeah. Okay, cool. Well, that's the question that we really want to ask because we want to make sure that we're spending time where we need to be spending time so that we're not burning ourselves out. So why can I talk about this topic? A little bit about my story. I do like to start with a bit of a story as well. But when I started my business in 2015, I had a three and a five-year-old. I was working four days a week in a senior level part-time corporate job in the city, so not at home. I was building different things in my business all the time because people were like, oh, Suze, I really want that or this would be really good or can you also offer this? And I was saying yes to all the things. Yeah, sure, I can do that. Yes, that's not a problem. And can I tell you, I was not charging nearly enough which means that I was trading hours for dollars. I didn't have any systems or real strategies that I was using. So I got my website up. I got my social started. I had some products and services mapped out. And I was attracting a few clients and had some referrals. But can I just tell you something? My business wasn't growing in the way that I really wanted it to. But most of all, I was busy being busy. So I was feeling tired, burnt out, overworked, like I had to do all the things and not actually seeing the benefit of my hard work because I wasn't running my business well. And can I tell you, I was making zero profit by choice. What does that mean? It means that I was generating revenue and then I was just spending it. I was just spending it on all the things, things that were not actually helping me to generate more revenue that was not actually helping me to get more clients. I was just like, that looks good. I think I'll just do that or I'll buy this or I'll whatever it was. Yeah. And so I wasn't paying myself properly and not managing my money really well. And so that is what I really want to talk to you about today. And, and you know, something ladies who are in the chat right now saying me, that's me. Yeah. Is that so many people I talk to are right there as well, where they're spending a lot of money, they're generating some revenue, but they're not actually managing it well as well. I spend it all. Yeah. And you know, some to all, everybody else who's on, it's fine to spend money. But what we're going to talk about today, it's understanding what to spend money on and how much you can spend as well, because that's what un building a profitable business is all about. So I get it. I've been there. But what has changed is that, and what we're going to go through today is what I started to do was I started to attract the right clients. I had the right product or service. 
I was nailing my numbers. I was positioning my brand in a much better way and I was putting myself first. So this is how I did it. So let's dive into the content today. I'm excited to share this with you. But the first thing that I did is that I decided to take the time to understand the problem I solved for my customers in a much deeper way. Now, when I talk about this, people are like, oh, yes, I already understand to solve a problem. But people are not actually spending time right now in July 2020 to understand what the problem is that their customers have and how they can start to talk about their products and services in a way that really speaks to their audience in this moment. And when I say in this moment, you've always got to be in this moment. No matter what you're talking about in your business, you've got to be addressing the current product um, problems that your customers have. So what I did is that I interviewed over 50 women in business and was able to really understand their problems, their fears, the barriers that they have to achieving what they wanted when it came to what I did specifically. So when was the last time you interviewed, surveyed, or asked your audience deeper questions about what they need right now? So drop in the comments. I would love to know when was the last time. And I'm not just talking about like one person. I'm talking about like when you spoke to a number of people to really understand what they're going through right now. Let me know because I would love to know. So there is a reason why you can't read this. This was part of the spreadsheet that I actually created when I interviewed the 50 women. Yeah, so I don't want you to be able to read this because this is their personal comments. And I'm still using this spreadsheet today. Yeah. So basically, each one of these was a person, each column was a person, and then each line was a question. So I asked them like 15 or 20 questions. Now, it did take me a long time, but can I tell you that the problems that women were facing then, they're still facing now with the tweak in language, obviously based on what's happening in the market right now, but I am still using this spreadsheet today. So when I write copy, I go back to this spreadsheet. When I work with a copywriter, I give them this spreadsheet. Yeah, so really think about how you are understanding the problem. And I was listening to somebody else the other day and he was saying that instead of doing like one-on-one interviews, he actually went into a lot of Facebook groups and he Googled, because he was an Instagram person, he not Googled, he searched in the groups Instagram. And so then he would see all the questions that people were asking and he would copy and paste them into a spreadsheet so that when he wrote his sales page, he was addressing questions that people had right now about what he teaches. So where are you finding that content? And maybe you can find it on LinkedIn if you're in the corporate space, maybe if you're in the social copy, anything else that's more small business, you can be looking at Facebook, things like that. So really think about where you're finding the content that you need. So Vicky, maybe 12 months ago, Kylie, I haven't. I used to, but would love to implement again. Yes. Did you phone? I actually did. So this took me a couple of months, um, Vicky, and you know, it was something that I was building over time. It wasn't like I wasn't still doing my business when I was doing these interviews, but geez, it gave me so much good stuff. So I actually had a big Facebook group at the time, but I also went into other Facebook groups and said, if you're really, if you want to play a bigger game, but you're not, 
I would love to interview you. It'll take 15 or 20 minutes. Let me know. And then I kind of teed that up over time, just on Insta, but quite regularly awesome, but probably not specific enough. And I think that's the other thing. It's not general. You don't want to be asking general questions. You want to be asking really specific questions as well. I'm going to share more on this. So when I looked at those answers, their words became my copy. Their problems became my products and their resistance became my content. So it is so powerful to be finding out that kind of information. So this was something that I had on the Brand Builders Academy um, sales page. I just feel like I'm spinning my wheels and getting nowhere. That's still something I hear today. I feel overwhelmed by it all. I'm not an expert who would listen to me. So that's obviously, you know, um, imposter syndrome. I don't know what I'm doing and I have no idea how to move myself forward. So all of these things that I learned, it was so important for me to actually really understand them and think about how is a product that I'm creating meeting the needs of my customers. And so I obviously developed Brand Builders Academy, which was very specific to women who wanted to play a bigger game in their business, who wanted to understand how to create content, products and services to be able to meet the needs of their customers and be able to price it in a way where it's profitable. And so when I actually had clients that came into this, and this is something that I look at as well, is this product meeting the need that I am seeing for my customers? And it's amazing to see. I had Chrissy was like, I've never had this much uh, money coming into my business, biggest financial year to date. Um, you know, I'm able to shift the way that I have been working in my business. So grateful, so confident in my brand. So you've got to make sure and really look at, is this product or service meeting a specific need that your customers are talking about right now? Yeah. Another one that I did, somebody was asking me how else I could do this is that recently, and I do this every year, is that I just sent out a survey monkey to my subscriber list uh, and I got 70 responses. So this was really asking, what do you need help with right now? And it was just four things. It wasn't, I didn't like ask a million questions. I asked three questions, I think it was. And I said, do you need more help with social media content, changing your offering? Because obviously we were in COVID, getting more visible and becoming a leader or getting more confident to show up. And so the majority of my audience said getting more visible and becoming a leader in my space, over 50%. And then I assumed that they would be listening to podcasts, but most of them, over 50% said video. So Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. And then I just asked a general question, is there anything else you would like to share with me? And over 52 of them gave me what they thought. And that kind of content is like gold. Yeah. So it's about making it super easy for your audience, giving them very targeted things that you want to ask them that is specific to you and what you do and the problem that you solve, understanding how they want to consume it, and then giving them an opportunity just to share anything else with you. So when I actually did this, 
it then allowed me to create a product which is coming later in the year called Brand Leaders Lounge, which is a more high-end mastermind for people who have probably been in business for five plus years who now really want to take their business to the next level and be seen as a leader. So they might want to write a book, become a speaker, start a podcast, whatever that might be. But it's only through really understanding your audience and understanding the need and the problem that you solve that you can really target your products and services to meet those needs as well. And then the last example is that I recently posted or created a book writer's retreat. But before I created that product, I posted a question on Instagram stories and said, if I was to run a book writer's retreat, would you be interested? I had a whole lot of people say yes and no. And then I screenshotted the people that said yes, yeah. I then created a sales page. I just duplicated one that I had. And then I messaged everybody who said yes and I sold it out without marketing it or spending any dollars on it. Yeah, and the profit was built into the price. So when you are able to understand the problem, you are able to ask your audience, it means that you're not just creating content and hoping that it's going to land, yeah? You are, you know 100% that what you are doing and speaking about and sharing is relevant to the audience you want to attract right now. And it's only when you speak about the problem that they're experiencing now, which is in July 2020, that you will be able to attract customers without having to do like constant marketing all the time. Yeah. I'm just going to drop over into the comments. Uh, okay. Lee, I did ask on stories last week, what info people would like to know about my prices, but I find it super difficult to answer the question of what problems I'm solving for my clients when I'm an artist. So Lee, what I would say is like what, um, so people are at home. Yeah. So what's the problem right now? People are at home and So maybe they want a more beautiful space. Maybe they want more affordable art. Maybe they want to understand how they can look at colour with what they've got in their home. Like you've just got to think about what are the things that people are thinking now that they're in their homes so much more than before. And so you might be able to deliver things where you've got price brackets, but just asking that question may not be enough. You might need to ask a few different questions. Yeah. And then I think once you ask questions, it can kind of prompt you and lead you to the next question as well. Yeah. So just have a think about that. Uh, Should have been process. Okay. Yeah. Carolyn. Okay. Hello, Carolyn. Nice to see you. Uh, Beverly, does this work for product-based businesses, not service? Yeah, I think so. I call my clients customers. I sell bags. No one is going out. Okay. Okay. So Beverly, what I would be thinking about is um, maybe because, I mean, uh, if you're only selling in Melbourne, then people aren't going out, but the rest of Australia is going out. So I think that also it's just about understanding like any limiting beliefs that you've got around the situation right now. Do you sell overseas at all? Um, what about outside of Melbourne? Uh, you know, and the other thing is, is that I actually think like I'm not going out, but I'm buying dresses and I'm buying accessories. So people are at home. So I think just make sure you're not kind of saying, 
people aren't buying. Yeah. Think about that as well. I still did a whole lot of retail buying online. Yes. Okay, cool. I'm going to keep, keep going. If you've got any questions, let me know. But this first thing is really about solving a real problem that people have right now in July, 2020, engaging your audience, asking them questions. People love to answer questions. Yeah. So think about how you're asking them about them, what's happening for them. How are they feeling? What do they need? Yeah. Cause the more that you ask about them, the more one, they're going to feel connected to you. And two, if you create something or start talking about a product and service that directly relates to what they talk to you about, it's going to be a lot more interesting to them, isn't it? And validate your idea as well. So with the writer's retreat, I asked who was interested. And then when I got enough yeses, I then created the product and then I messaged them. So your action today is to send a survey, do a poll, have a phone call, find out what your audience needs right now. And if you can tell me like what they're feeling right now in this moment in time, then that is what I want you to get out of this. I'm not interested in general airy fairy problems. I'm interested in now. Yeah, that is what is really going to move the dial for you. Number two is understanding how to build a profitable business, you and your business, um, so that you and your business can really thrive. And so my question is, give me a yes or a no if you can tell me the percentage of profit you make on each product or service. So give me a yes or a no in the comments. Awesome. Yes, yes, I love it. Okay, fantastic, ladies. That's so good. All right, that's okay. You know, so I think this is something that you learn as well. But so no, no sad faces, Simone. That's okay. This is something that we learn. Yeah. But the thing is, is that you can't build a profitable business if you don't know what the profit is that you're making. No, not yet. All good. Okay. So one thing that people do or the things that people do is that they create a website, they do their socials, they create some products and services, but at the end of the day, it's not enough. Yeah. You have to understand if your products and services that you have will make you the money that you need, not only to run your business, but to pay yourself and to grow. It's like I was saying before, I was making money in my business, but I wasn't spending it on the right things or I was just kind of blowing it, yeah, and not really thinking about how I could take the money that I was spending and make sure that it was giving me a return on investment. And so the other thing that I want to ask is, and it's up to you, you don't have to share, but yes or no, if you want to, you know, are you paying yourself what you would like to be paying yourself as well? So give me a yes or no in the comments if you feel like that. Yeah. But, um, Okay. All right. So that's okay. Yeah. And like I said, in the first year or so, I did not pay myself the way that I wanted to either. Yeah. So it can sometimes be something that you build on, but hopefully if you can really nail some of the things that we're talking about today, you'll be able to build a much more profitable business to be able to pay yourself on a regular basis. And I talk about this so much with my BBA ladies. We talk about money all the time. It is not a dirty word. It is not a dirty subject. It is something that I think is really critical call as women in business for us to talk about with each other and be really open about. Now, I do love a pop quiz as well. So let's talk, let's just dive into this. Give yourself one point for every one of these that you can say, yes, I do that. Okay. And if you want to share it, you can. And if you don't want to share it, that's okay as well. But number one, I have a clear financial or I have clear financial goals for the next six to 12 months. Give yourself a point if you can say, yes, you do. 
Two, I have packages that solve a problem. Number three, I know that the majority of the work I spend time on is revenue generating. Number four, I am pricing for value and profit. We're going to talk about that more in just a minute. Number five is I look at my financial numbers daily or weekly. And number six, I know how much each product and service makes in my business or how much I have to sell to reach my revenue or profit goal. So for example, I know that I've got to sell 100 widgets in order for me to make the money that I want to. Okay, so all right, we've got some twos, we've got some threes, three out of six, one, four, Okay, that's all good. That's why you're here. Yeah. So it's not a bad thing. It's just something that we're learning and we're growing. Yeah. Fours, fours, 2.5, fours. Awesome. Okay. So these are just some things and you will get the replay of this as well, but these are some things that I really want you to be thinking about. How you're having financial goals, how your pro- your packages solve a problem, really knowing that you're working on revenue generating things, pricing for value and profit. Yeah. I bet it's all because we are a little perfectionist, okay? All right, let's move on. But these are some things I want you to be thinking about. So some things to focus on is really knowing the split between your revenue generating um, activities and just doing stuff. So, yeah, so just doing stuff where you're like, oh, I'll just do this because I can be busy being busy, which we talked about a little bit earlier, is not what you want to be doing. You want to get help to understand your numbers if you don't already, I'm super excited because um, Fee Johnson, who is uh, a financial coach, is joining us in BBA this round as well to do a live training. If you're spending time on stuff, it's time to outsource it. So really taking a look at what should I be doing and what shouldn't I be doing and really thinking about your hourly rate versus an admin's hourly rate because I know that some people are like, I can't afford to do it, it's too early in my business. But the thing is, is that sometimes you can spend time doing things for hours on end whereas it would take an amazing online business manager or a VA 20 minutes to do it. And can I tell you, they would do it 10 times better than you. So I think you've kind of got to move out of that mindset as well of is there somebody that can do this better where I can be spending more time on revenue generating activities and then step back on a regular basis to look at what's going on. So really looking at that big picture too. Yeah, because we're, so many times we're in the weeds, we're doing the work, we're constantly working in our business and not on our business. So those are some key things to be thinking about. Yeah. Number three, and if you've got any questions, just drop them in the chat as we go. But number three is when the value you provide exceeds the price, people don't question it. Yeah. When the value you provide exceeds the price, people don't question it. So what does this mean? So when it comes to creating value, talking about what you do. This was something that I dropped in my BBA group the other day, which was around building desire. Yeah. So if you sell a thing, but you don't talk about what the opportunity is for somebody, like how they can use it, what it's going to do for them, how it meets a need, how they're going to feel, all those things, you're missing a massive opportunity, yeah, to actually sell what you have. So are you building desire when you talk about your products and services? Are you giving your customers a really clear picture of what's working, of what working with you is like? You know, what they will experience, how they will feel. You know, are you selling that value and building the desire? 
is it a no-brainer for them to buy from you or are they working out if it's worth it? Yeah, and if you can create more value with less products and services, then you can charge more with a higher profit margin. Yeah, so even if we talk about bags or something like that, yeah, it's like some people will pay $500, $1,000 for a bag and some people will only pay $10. What is the difference? Yeah, so you've really got to think about how am I creating value and talking about what I have so that that desire positions me in a way where people want what I have because they're like, oh my gosh, I have to have that. Yeah. So just really think about the fact that if you're like, well, I don't know how to sell what I've got, you have got to think about all of the emotional things that make people want to buy what it is that you have. And I talk about this all the time because to me, business is the nuts and bolts of how you build a business. It's the pricing, it's the products, it's the widgets, it's all of the systems. And brand is the emotional connection that you make with your audience. And you've got to bring those two together if you want to create and share what the value is that people get when they buy from you. So one of the ways that you can start to really take a look, and I kind of feel like this is one of the things where you can prevent burnout if you can create an ecosystem like this, and I call it graduation systems, yeah? So what that means is that I think about the problems that I have with my audience And so problem number one for me might be Content Creators Club where people just want to create great content. They want to understand how to do video. They might want to start a podcast. They might want any kind of digital content, how to create a content strategy. So that's kind of problem one for some of my customers and my clients. Then once they've done that, if they want to start building a profitable business, then they might come to Brand Builders Academy where they'll learn how to create the system strategies and structures to be able to scale. And once they've done that, then a few of them, not all of them, will then go into Brand Leaders Lounge where they now want to be really seen as a leader in their field. So when you create graduation systems, you make it easy for your clients to solve their problems at different levels and keep working with you. And what that means is that you're not always having to attract the same or more customers all the time. You're actually taking customers that you bring in and you take them through different levels. Yeah. And so what a lot of times we do is that we're like, I've got all these products and services that people want. And can I just tell you, I had this, I had like eight or like 10 products and services. I had a membership. I had live events. I was doing one-on-one coaching. I had a course. I had um, like I was doing corporate consult, like all of the things. But what happens is that they're all for different audiences. And the other thing is, is that when you've got too many products and services, people are, it's almost like they are paralyzed into inaction because they don't know which one to go with. But if you can be really clear on what the problem is that you solve and at what level you're solving that problem, then you can build out products that actually take your customers through different sort of stages of what they're trying to do and where they want to be. Yeah. All right. I'm just going to jump over Carolyn. Oh my gosh, this is so good, Suze. Thank you. My pleasure. But I just want you to be thinking about it in a different way. Yeah. Because it means that you can be bringing people along. You're building that trust consistently and they're coming to you. I've got so many of my customers who are like, Suze, what's next? Like, what else can we do with you? And I'm like, okay, well, let's just hang on a sec. Yeah. But that's what you want because then it means that you're not having to constantly be getting those new customers again and again.
So number four is building brand trust and positioning is everything. And so for any of you that want to really increase your prices basically or have customers making sure that you're bringing the value that you're delivering on what you want to deliver on but you really want people who are willing to pay for what you have you've got to really look at how you're building brand trust and positioning yourself so what does brand position mean because I know that see this is my bread and butter this is what I do day in and day out but I just want to make it really easy and clear for you to understand what that is so how your business and brand is different from its competitors is the first thing. And the second thing is where it sits in the minds of your customers. Yeah. So what does that mean? So if I asked you, and might take you to say a second to think about this, if I asked you where your brand is positioned in the market, okay, so that's the first thing, and you compared it to a retail brand, what retail brand would that be? So hopefully that makes sense, but I'll give you an example. So if my business was a retail brand, it would be Gorman. What does that mean? It means that it is positioned in a way where it's high quality, it's original, unique, it stands out and it's recognisable. So I love it when people send me a message going, oh my gosh, I saw this and I thought of you because that, because that means that I have a recognisable brand that people associate with. It's not high-end and expensive like Gucci, but it's exceptional value for the price. So I make sure that I'm giving huge value for the price of what I charge for. I'm clear on who my audience is and what they want. Yeah, so for me as a Gorman customer, I want to be a walking piece of original art. (laughs) Okay. And so they speak to that. Yeah. All of that, they collaborate with artists and that's what they do. They come, they, my customers come for the community as well as the content. And my client's desire is to stand out, which is the same as Gorman. So if you were, if you were a brand, I think I want to be Gorman too, Kylie. I love Gorman. Mine is Gorman too. Okay, cool. So what you want to do is really think about how, so it's not just about a brand you like, It's about a brand that reflects the same values and the same um, brand positioning, the same message that you want to be using in your business too. Vicky Mercedes, that is exactly what my brand is, collaboration with Artists But Bags. Awesome. I want to say I'm probably review then. Yeah. And it can be anything. It could be Nike. It could be Mercedes. It could be, you know, a brand like this. But the reason that I want you to think about it is because it can really help you to think about your brand in a different way and really understand what your differentiator is. Like what makes you different to other people who do what you do? And if you can bring some fun into it as well, I think it can really help. So I was working with some leadership coaches who were like, we're the Netflix of leadership coaching because we want to deliver original content to our customers when they need it, on demand, in a way that works for them, yeah? And so I loved that as well. Um, or Lululemon. Okay, cool. Yeah. So just have a think about that and how it can potentially apply. But what does in the mind of your customer mean? So let me give you an example. What would you think if you walked into Tiffany's, so the actual store, and there was like a hundred dollar product? Like, what would you think? And would you pay a thousand dollars for something at Kmart? I just want you to kind of go with your gut feeling. If you walked into Tiffany's and there was something amazing for a hundred dollars, 
what would you think? And if you walked into Kmart and there was something for $1,000, would you be, what would you think as well? Yeah. So usually, yes to Tiffany's go to Kmart. But the point is, is that if you walked into Tiffany's and there was something for $100, you would think bargain. Why? Because in the mind of the customer, they sit at $20,000. Their value is amazing. Their quality is incredible. Their position in the market is at the top end. So if I can get something for $100 at Tiffany's, I'm like bargain. But if I walk into Kmart and something's a thousand bucks, I'm like, no way. Why? Because my perception and where they sit in my mind is that they are disposable. They are probably low quality. It's something that I probably wouldn't pay a lot for, but it's something that I might buy and then I'll have for a bit and then I might throw away. Yeah, so you've got to think about where your brand sits in the minds of your customers. If your customer sees your brand as up here and it's great quality, it's great value, then they will pay more for it. And so you've got to create that value. You've got to create that brand perception. You've got to position yourself in a way that works for you, yeah, and that speaks to your audience. And so the difference is the quality and the value of what you do and how much they trust you and your products and service, whether they see you as somebody who they absolutely want to pay a lot for because they know they're going to get that value and that quality or where they're like, no way, like that doesn't look good enough for the price that they're charging. So you've really got to think about how you're doing that. Okay, something's $50 that came out, I think, twice already. Yeah, and so Caroline, the point of that is it's because you perceive them to be low quality. Yeah, so you've got to think about how does your customers perceive you? Where do you sit? in their minds or where does your brand sit in their minds? So pricing for profit and wow factor is that you have to know what your clients want and give them that in a way that number one, creates value for them. And number two, creates freedom for you. Yeah. So you have to know what your clients want and give them that in a way that creates value for them. So they're like, this is amazing. I'm getting so much for this but it also creates freedom for you so that you are not slogging away doing all of the things all of the time and burning yourself out. Yeah. So I just want you to think about that as well. And where you position your brand will make a big difference to who you attract and what you are able to charge. Okay. Okay. I'm just going to come quickly to the comments. How do we get them to see the value without having worked with us? I struggle a little with that. So Caroline, this is where, I mean, brand building is really about where you're you're sharing great content, you're connecting with your audience, you're giving them a real insight and building that desire around what you do. You're speaking to the problem that you solve. So if I was to all of a sudden find somebody and they are talking about all the things that I'm struggling with right now, and then they give me amazing value in the content that they share. And then if I go look at their products and services, they're building desire, plus they're giving me all of this stuff at this price. I am like, wow, like this is exactly what I've been looking for. But you've got to have all of those elements to be able to build that brand position in the minds of your customers where they're like, this is an incredible value for what I'm paying. And she's absolutely speaking to me because all of the copy and the content and the sales page and the the desire is exactly what I'm looking for. Yeah. 
Got it. Thank you. I have some, uh, yeah. Okay. All right. All good. So when you position your brand well, then people will pay more for it because they trust and value. Um, They trust the value and the quality of what you do. And number five, when it comes to how to build a profitable business without the burnout is you have to be ruthless with your time. So I'm just going to say this slowly because I think it's important that it sinks in. People will take as much time as you give them. People will take as much time as you give them. People will keep asking you for things if you keep saying yes. Okay. I just want to kind of drill that home. So my question is, how do you decide what you say yes to? Yeah? Let me know. How do you decide what you say yes to in your business? So what I kind of find is that structure brings space. And for those of you who are like, I like to fly by the seat of my pants. I don't like to have any structure or things like that. Yeah. I just want you to really think about some structure, not all the time. You don't have to be rigid with this, but I have CEO days. I have my coaching and client hours. Yeah. So I've got like office hours and live coaching calls in Brand Builders Academy. I've got some admin tasks, which I do, but I've also got an online business manager. And then I've got my finances and follow-up, which I do every Thursday morning. I make sure I check on my finances and then I follow up with any clients that I've sent quotes to who I'm still waiting for responses to as well, yeah? And so the thing is, is that when you start to outsource, you start to delegate or you cull. And can I just say cull is actually one of the key things is that it's actually getting rid of things that you don't need to be doing that nobody needs to be doing, that you don't need to be doing and you don't need to be outsourcing. It's just stuff that is that has somehow crept its way into what you're doing and is not actually revenue generating or helping you to grow your brand or your business, okay? So really think about that as well. And so you might be working 20, 30, 40 hours a week. Um, You know, really think about where are you spending your time? Is it on worthwhile things or do you know, where to spend time to make the most impact and money in your business. Yeah, so I'm just taking a look. Uh, Don't know how this applies to my business, Beverly. Uh, What, Beverly? Just let me know. Passionate about it or gives me money. Yeah, I'm with Vicky. Oh, it gives me money. So hopefully, Kylie and Vicky, that's not something you have to decide. Like you need to get to a point where you're passionate about what you're doing and it's making you money and it's totally possible to get there. But it's just working through this and working out how can I make sure that the stuff that I'm doing, I'm building it and talking about it and communicating in a way that makes it profitable. Yeah, so I just want to make sure that we know that it is totally possible and culling is cathartic, Louise, 100%. So for me, it's a no unless it aligns with my vision, which is supporting women to become bold and powerful voices in the world. And it doesn't take away time or uh, take away time from me um, or doing revenue generating things. And it allows me to have the impact that I want as well. 
just think about how you can potentially do that. And so, Beverly, for me, it's more like saying yes too much. Don't think that this applies. Well, it depends. I think everybody's really different. Like if you find that you are burning out, you're spending a lot of time doing stuff that's not actually helping your business grow, then you've got to take a look at what you're saying yes to. And you might be saying yes to yourself, to things that are not really going to get you where you want to go. Or it might be saying yes to other people who are constantly asking you. Yeah, I'm saying yes to myself. So, yeah, so you've got to take a look at other things that I'm saying yes to myself about worthwhile, okay? So remember, you are running a business, not a charity. Doing things for others all the time that don't that doesn't support your business will burn you out and prevent you from building a profitable business as well. So what I've learned is that you are the only person who can take your business to the next level. You are the only person who can build your brand, manage your time and say no to things. You have what it takes. Uh, You may just need the guidance and systems to do it as well. So what happened next? Let's finish the story. Yeah. So we started with the story of where I was and this is where I ended up. So I stopped doing all the things. I got serious about what I spent my time on and decided to build up my own system to scale based on everything that I had learned. I tested it. I tried different things and I've had different iterations, but in the end, it all came down to the BBA scale up system, which I teach my clients now. So once I did that and I worked out the fact that I've got to position my business and brand in the right way, I've got to build the desire, I've got to create immense value and I've got to really nail that problem and talk to it in different ways. I watch my clients increase, my revenue um, grew and my profits exceeded my expectations. Plus I had much more time in my business. You know, something people always say to me, Suze, you must be super busy. And I'm like, no, I'm not. But that's how I've chosen to be. I focus in on the things that matter and that make me the most money so that I can be profitable, but also doing things that have big impact. So after implementing everything, I made the same money I made in the first few years in my business in a single quarter and was working less hours as well. Yeah. So contrary to what you believe, this is actually not hard. It can be easy when you're shown how as well. And I think that the biggest mistake that a lot of people make is that people don't make the difficult choices or decisions early, which hinders them from growing in the long term and earning more money. So I think sometimes we're like, well, this is just what I do and I'm so used to it that I don't really want to change. And I think sometimes you've kind of got to just put a hard stop on things, take a step back, look at it all and go, is this working? Am I paying myself what I want to? Am I attracting the customers that I really want? Or am I just kind of on this hamster wheel and just doing what I've always done and not actually changing that? So when it comes to scaling, there will be beliefs that you have that I can almost guarantee are currently holding you back. Let me know if any of these resonate for you. I can't be or won't be as successful as other people who do what I do. I can't scale my business because people won't pay me what I really want. I can't scale my business because I'm the one who delivers the work. I can't scale my business because people are used to paying by the hour. Yeah. So these are a lot of the things that I hear from clients and people who follow me as well. And these are the reasons why they're like, no, that won't work for me. 
But you need to reset and reframe how you run your business so you can get off the hamster wheel and start building a business that works for you. And so some of the reset and reframes could be, the more I work, the more money I will earn. That's what we currently think. But maybe we can change it to, I get paid for the value I deliver regardless of how many hours I work. How does that feel? No one will pay more for what I do because that's the industry norm. Maybe we can say, I know that I create amazing value and so people will be happy to pay for that, especially if you're positioning your brand in the right way. I don't want to say no to people. They'll think I'm an awful person. But maybe it's okay to say no and focus on my business, clients, and how I provide for my family. So, yeah, so when you say yes to other people, you are sometimes saying no to yourself. Yeah, so you've just got to think about what the cost is when you say yes to everything. And it might be saying yes to yourself. Maybe you've got to say no to yourself and all the things you want to do and narrow down what's important. So I know that giving up these living to, limiting beliefs isn't always easy because it seems easier to stay doing the things the way that you've always been doing it as well. Okay. Uh, okay, I'm just going to come back. So Beverly, I can't scale my business because I need money to invest in products to sell, which is very hard. Okay, so Beverly, one of the things, and obviously I can't go into all of it now, but one of the things is really taking a look at what else could this look like? Yeah, if I if I could potentially make a different decision here, could I be looking at different products and services? Do I need to be taking a look at how much I'm charging so that I've got a higher profit margin? Is there a way for me to accumulate cash and have that as my stock buying so that I can have the financials of how else I'm running my business over here? Like I think that sometimes when we're saying I can't, it's about saying, what else could this potentially look like? Yeah. Okay. So just to recap some of the things we've gone through today is number one, when it comes to building a profitable business without the burnout, understand your client's problems at a deeper level and know what is happening right now in July, 2020 for them. Number two, understand your numbers and build profit into your business and the work that you do. So when I cost out an event, a retreat, one of those lines is like accommodation, food, profit, et cetera, so that I can then work out what the, I'm going to be charging. And you've got to always be putting in profit as a line in anything that you're costing out. Number three is know the value of what you provide and build that desire so that people want what you have. Position your brand for quality, value, and trust. And number five, be ruthless with your time. So just remember, nothing I've shared with you is theory or ideas. These are all the things I've done and I've worked with my clients to do to achieve great results in our businesses as well. But what could the next version of you look like potentially? Maybe the next version of you is in the driver's seat with a clear view of what's ahead and how you're going to get there in a planned and purposeful way. Maybe the next version of you is working with clients that value what you have and don't question how much you charge or who high maintenance. Yeah, who needs that? The next version of you is scaling and working less hours but making more money, serving more people that you want in a way that works for you, your life and your family as well. 
I hope that you enjoyed that episode and you got some gems out of it. Remember that if you've got any questions, just send me a DM at Suze Chadwick and I'm happy to answer. If you've got any questions about BBA before the doors close at 5pm on the 24th of July 2020, Australian Eastern Standard Time, then you can also send me a message as well and ask any questions. But thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, then I would love you to leave a review so that others can find the podcast and come and hang out with us. The music to this podcast was created by Ixon on SoundCloud. But until next time, have an awesome week and make sure you keep playing big and branding bold.